Hello, everyone, everywhere. Welcome to Books to Bills podcast, a podcast for young professionals. This is Perfect Patty, hailing all the way from Tyler, Texas. And this is everybody's favorite staff member, Shaq, coming from Florida. Y'all, this reveals something. Y'all all have taglines and I don't have one. <laughs> You're Perfect Patty, your favorite staff member. I never have to say that. And I don't want to be called the host. You say this is your girl, Eric. <laughs> sound very Dallas. <laughs> yes, your girl. So that's mine? Yes, it's your girl. <laughs> okay, let me pull it together. Y'all pray Ooh. for us this evening. Y'all bear with me this evening. Ooh. It's your girl, Erica, <laughs> hailing from Atlanta. And I'm having a great time already. I want to be whatever on whatever level you on, because you you on somebody's level today, and I really want to be on it. Amen. Amen. We're going to talk about that after the show. That's in the fine print. That's after hours. No, yeah, that's Books to Bills after hours. That's for, like, so y'all, Books to Bills after hours. Ooh, that's doing uh-uh. something different in the see, atmosphere. See, that only happens at staff retreats. So you got to come to the retreat to access right. Books to Bills after hours. Speaking of the staff retreat, when is the staff retreat? Where is the staff retreat? The staff retreat is from April 2nd to April 5th. And it's in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, Charlotte. What's that? The Queen City? The Queen City. Okay, okay. Well, the Queen's going to be in the city. Amen. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah, you going to give us a little base search in Charlotte? (laughs) <laughs> the base search search ain't no searching over here bay has been found do you hear me oh, <laughs> oh wait a minute <laughs> oh. listen we gonna what? get there my soul oh. is overjoyed i don't this was oh my god god knew what i okay. needed today okay so um Today, I am leading the episode. I have my petty question. It's just a questionnaire. It's not, you know, like, it ain't going to have no multiple choice. It's just an open-ended question. How do you choose the perfect roommate for a staff or team conference? Ooh, okay. I think, well, the first thing I think you got to do, Jasmine, is you have to have an assessment of their overall cleanliness. If they ain't showed themselves to be clean <laughs> Monday through Friday in town or you don't went over their house and it's nasty, then you know that hotel room is going to be off the chain. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if they stank or something like that, uh-uh, you can't stay with them because your room will be like that. You know what I'm saying? So you got to make sure, have an overall assessment of their cleanliness. And so if it fits you, because you might be nasty too, but it, you know, if you're <laughs> nasty and they nasty, match made in heaven. Um, I also think it's got to be somebody that shares the same, you know, values as you. So what do I mean by values? Well, <laughs> if the person that you stand with, they ain't going to support you and your shenanigans, then you might not want to stay with them. Makes sense. And that's all I got. That's all I got. Well, it's a couple more, but that's, that's what I got. Yeah. I'm thinking about this question through the lens of my coworkers right now. And I'm like, I would stay with any of them, but it would come down to how do you sleep? Like you the person that want to get up early, you 
want to take your time to get ready or you the person that want to stay asleep right to the last minute you going to bed early like i that's the that's when it gets down to like i'll stay with any of y'all but who really match with the way i like to move in the night and in the morning okay so Shaq got shenanigans you got timely like are we on the same sleep schedule type thing oh and Shaq had cleanliness okay so we recently went on a trip to Austin and we had to pick roommates so as Shaq stated before cleanliness is a factor so I looked at everybody's desk at the office I said who got the clean desk that's who I need to be rooming with so it came down to two people. And I was like, okay, how do I choose which one I'm going to room with? This is very important. It's a couple nights. Like, it's not just no one day and then we go. So we was in a team meeting and our team meetings vary. We may have them at 8 a.m. or we might have them at 2 p.m. So at the 8 a.m. meeting, one of my coworkers, I, I went to say good morning. She was like, uh-uh, don't speak to me yet. And she proceeded to take a sip of her coffee. She said, I'm not ready to talk to the world. I said, you my girl. Because when I wake up, I don't want no full conversation. <laughs> you, We don't even have to acknowledge each other. Let me get my thoughts together. Let me get this body together so that I can be ready for the world. So we were roommates this past trip and it oh, was great. Some, sometimes I didn't even know she was there. She was that quiet. I said, look at God. Blessings on blessings on blessings. I don't know. I think I'm a real flexible Damn, that didn't sound right. But I think I'm a real flexible um, hotel mate because like if a person likes to go to bed early, aside from the fact that I'm going to I may get in late, like I'll respect that. So I'm going to get in late. You know, you might hear me closing the door or going into the restroom, those types of things. But I don't need the TV late or if they want to get up early, they can get up early or if they want to sleep in, they can sleep in. But it's one thing that I really don't like. Hell, I said all of that wrong. It's not that I don't really like <laughs> It's not that I really like this. What I'm saying is that if you get up early in the morning, don't wake me up. Now, <laughs> now you could be bumping around. You don't wake me up to my some. The conference starts in. I don't give a shit if it start in one second. Do not wake me up unless I have said to wake me up. Look, Shaq. And then when we get downstairs, if somebody asks about me, you ain't seen me. Okay. Don't I'm like, oh, Shaq upstairs. He's still asleep. That ain't none don't of their business. Don't me. even tell him I'm still asleep. Say, oh, I guess he's in the room. I guess he's in his room. Don't acknowledge that we sleep together either. Right. Right. <laughs> but I, I think it is fun. You get to know people when you stay in uh, like hotels with them and stuff. Like I will say I'm been, I've been pretty lucky because I ain't had no bad experiences. But you get to know people really well when you stay in a hotel room with them. Yeah. Or that somebody use your bathroom. You sure right. I want to know, but I don't want to know. I want to know. Explain. <laughs> okay. I mean, I've had plenty of women who would like maybe come to my, at any stage of my life, may come to my apartment to get dressed and do their hair. Some of my friends, they do their hair and they pick the hair up. And some of my friends do their hair and they leave the hair around, especially in the sink. People who pick their hair up after they do their hair in somebody's bathroom understand and respect that. And that's what I think about. Yeah, I'm guilty of that. I shed a lot of hair. Y'all know all this <laughs> hair on my face. I shed a lot of it. And I lose hair all the time. And I try my best to get it up. But yeah. 
Well, I'm glad we're getting this all out now because before the staff retreat, now I know I ain't going to be sharing no bathroom with Shaquille. Erica knows she get on to me all the time for it. <laughs> I hate it. Me and Jasmine have shared the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Ain't no problem. But anyway, so that was just a little question for you guys. I recorded my one-on-one. I'm trying to say it right. My <laughs> one-on-one. One-two. And I talked about... <laughs> I don't know. It's it just becoming so friendly, too. Okay, so... One book that I referenced was Type Talk at Work, and it's how the 16 personality types determine your success on the job. And so for the other colleagues out there, I sent Shaq and Erica a um, a personality test and asked them to send the results to me separately so they did not know what each other's results were. I think I need you to explain when you asked us to send it separately because you're about to talk about me. <laughs> I asked to- I asked it to be sent separately. <laughs> she definitely did. Okay. I, I was like, Shaq, why are you just blatantly going to do what she said and not do? He don't follow directions. I definitely don't remember it. But anywho, so I asked that. And then I also asked each one of you guys to send me tips on how to communicate with the other. To see if they line up with what your personality type is. Ooh. All right. So... Okay, Erica, I want you to go first. Tell me what was your result of the personality test. Okay. I wish I had read it twice before, but mine was, I'm a campaigner. And I want to read this quote that it gave me. It doesn't interest me what you do for a living. I want to know what you ache for. And if you dare to dream of meeting your heart's longing. It doesn't interest me how old you are. I want to know if you will risk looking like a fool for love, for your dreams, for the adventure of being alive. That is so deep and so who I really want to be and feel like I'm becoming every day. Do you think you are that right now? A piece. Okay. I can see myself evolving into this kind of person. Okay, okay. What about you, Shaquille? Well, my results were that I am a ENTJ-T, which said that I'm a commander. And if I may read my quote, it says, your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. And most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. Everything else is secondary. And y'all, that's me. (laughs) Right. It said commanders are natural born leaders. Mm-hmm. People with this personality type embody the gifts of charisma and confidence and project authority in a way that draws crowds together behind a common goal. Now, I don't know if I did all this stuff towards the end, but I do like to <laughs> no, think. That's so you. That is so you. <laughs> that is very much you, friend. So you. That is very much so. It said we are dominant, relentless, and unforgiving. Mm-hmm. But it did go on to say that it isn't because we're cold hearted or vicious. So I just want to throw that out. <laughs> that is right. Can I remind? The campaigner personality is a true free spirit. They are often the life of the party. 
but unlike types in the Explorer Road group, campaigners are less interested in the sheer excitement and pleasure of the moment. They are enjoying the social and emotional connections they make with others. Charming, independent, energetic, and compassionate, the 7% of the population that they, com- that they comprise can certainly be felt in any crowd. All true. It, like everywhere I go, and I don't even be trying, y'all. It's electric, girl. Well, shit, we want to hear from Perfect Patty. Right. I didn't mean to cut you off, friend. This is okay. Okay, so Perfect Patty is actually the exact same as Erica. What? Uh-huh. And it makes sense. And I was thinking after the test, I was like, you know what? I feel that Erica and I have the most, like, dynamic relationship in the sense of we are okay with communicating needs and wants and want growth from that. So a lot of times the likes will bump heads and not because they are like, they want it a certain way. But we have learned to dance well, well with perfect Patty like her way. Okay. So we have learned to dance well together. <laughs> what is you doing over there, Erica? <laughs> she don't know. I'm trying to just drive the boat here. Okay. Y'all, we are clearly all over the place today, but I wish y'all could see Erica. Like she, all that's missing is the num roaring and like... I told y'all, y'all gotta be with me. I'm trying to steer the boat. No, See, you shouldn't have came to work today. You didn't came to the staff meeting acting a fool. <laughs> no. I No, I just really feel everything he's saying. I hope our colleagues are those type of people that can laugh when they hear other people laughing. Right, exactly. Because that's exactly who I am. And so it's just giving me so much energy. But no, I'm just feeling everything that Jasmine is saying. It's like all just clicking. And I just feel it in my body. May I command one more thing that was said on my paper? <laughs> Notice I used the word command. Yes. Yes. And this is me right here. It says the underlying thought running through a commander mind might be something like, I don't care if you call me an insensitive bastard as long as I remain an efficient bastard. Oh, that is a kill. That is so <laughs> like, Mm-hmm. I don't give two fucks. <laughs> Okay, Shaquille, that hurt my feelings and don't even realize and be like, hey, friend, how you doing? I'm like, oh, we okay? We still in good Like, time? we finna acknowledge that we okay. friends today. Man. Ooh, that, that is good. But I, want, I wanted to take it a step further and talk about, so you have these four letter combinations and then they all fit in four categories for temperaments. And so, Erica, we fit under what's called the NF temperament. And I'm going to read you the attributes of that. It says that we search for meaning and authenticity. We're empathetic. We see possibilities of institutions and people. Communicates appreciation, enthusiasm, approval. Highly responsive to interpersonal transactions. Keeping close contact with others. We are highly personalized. Give and need strokes freely. So I'm all in here. And I feel that Erica is too, because even with this job search, like you see possibilities of institutions, you see roles and how they can be developed and how you can feel those needs. And then you just see others, people's possibilities. So I think that's why you are, I'm going to use the word over like you over communicate because you see potential and possibilities in people and you want them to grow and be better. The same for institutions. And Shaq, remind me, what are your letters again? They are ENTJ-T. Okay, so you will fall under NT, 
which says hungers for knowledge, works well with ideas and concepts, intrigued and challenged by riddles. Y'all remember that episode where Shaq was asking all them damn questions? Because <laughs> he's intrigued, in, intrigued and challenged by riddles. Okay? Sees life as a system to be designed and redesigned. Y'all, Shaq done redesigned this podcast, got us all the way together, got us on track. Okay? Here in 2020. Focuses on, po- on possibilities through non-personal analysis. Basically, who's good at what? Let's play on those strengths and let's move forward. Ain't no, we ain't got to talk about it a lot. Okay, land the plane. Listen, <laughs> land the, now, now, if you ain't said nothing else tonight, you didn't said something to me. And that's Jasmine. land the plane. Hold on Jasmine, what did Hold I text you? I know, Erica texted me tips to communicate with Shaq, land the plane. <laughs> exactly what she said, okay? So now on this next one, this is the area of growth. Likes to start projects, but not good with follow through. Who is this? Me. This is Shaq. (laughs) (laughs) I can't lie. I'm just saying, if you're a colleague that's been following for a long time, we often give Shaq a lot of slack (laughs) for um, him not being on time, him not being ready, you know, all those things. He he has great ideas, but he needs a little help with the follow through, and that's fine. I love this. Well, damn! If I'm looking, if I was looking for a job, all I gotta do is turn turn on this podcast, and they gonna be able to answer a few interview questions with that. Read me today. But you you growing, you're growing, Shaq. Because guess what? You asked, you were the first one to ask for an agenda this week. We had the uh, video link already. Yes. You you've been on it for 2020. I'm telling you. So that that was an area of growth. Um, not always aware of others' feelings. What did I say mm-hmm. earlier? Shaq will hurt your feelings and not even know. know. He done moved on to something else. I do struggle with that one. I will own that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he don't even know. You've been pondering about this issue for all week. And it don't even matter. Okay? The last one for Shaq is responsive to new ideas. Mm-hmm. I think Shaq is always that. When we talk about ways to improve the podcast, He's like, yes, yes, I don't agree with that. I think we should do this, y'all. You know, all those things. So I think it took us, what are we on, y'all? Season three? Season three. It took us two seasons to kind of figure out our communication styles. And now we're propelling it forward and growing the podcast. Y'all remember the meetings we used to have? (laughs) Baby. Oh Lord, I used to be on some of them means like if they don't hurry up, let me like I ain't got enough crown to drink right now. Like I'm <laughs> but we are so much better as a team because of those meetings. Yeah. We are. That thing said that I'm I'm receptive <laughs> to new ideas. Can I tell y'all something on the opposite side of that that happened to me last week at work? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna be as cryptic as possible because I mean my coworkers and everybody, they listen, thankfully. Um, but I was working on a new project of mine, me and a coworker. And working on the project and like, okay, I'm just going to throw out some crazy shit. So imagine we building a car and we come out and we, for the first time we meet and we like go through and we build this car. Like, you know, we built the first vehicle, if you will. And as soon as I walk out of my office to celebrate my successes, somebody come telling me, oh, you know what I was thinking about? You should do this when you're making your car and you should do this. Like, I'm talking about instantaneously, like, heard my voice as I came out of my office because my door had been closed and came in there telling me about it. 
And y'all, I don't think nothing has ever pissed me off that bad at work since I've been here. But that got all over me. And I was like, dang, I can't even celebrate my own like success of having completed this first draft before somebody telling me what I should be doing. Don't even think about the fact that it ain't got shit to do with their job. You know? Yeah. I was like, hold on now. So that just really got on me. So I think I like so, I, and I, I'm glad you said that, Jasmine, because I want to be defensive of my own actions after that. But I do like new ideas, but I do believe that there is a time and a place. No doubt, presented to me right. Mm-hmm. That's what you say. Amen. This is time and a place for feedback. Or shit, applaud women before you start telling me what to do. I can't, I can't even breathe. You know, Jasmine, it's just like if you being a nurse, you deliver a baby. I mean, being a midwife, you deliver a baby, your first baby. And before you can get even get out of the room, another person come over there, uh, emergency room doctor randomly just come over there telling you, you know, you need to do this better or you can do this. Like, how would you feel? Oh, it's frustrating. <laughs> it's happened plenty of times. I'm like, can you tell me I did? a? I did. I, then you have to become your own cheerleader. Like, I did a damn good job. Now I'm ready to hear what, what the fuck you guys <laughs> right. Yes. But anywho, so I wanted to share that I've been plotting my new co-workers and learning how to um, talk with them. The book has really been helpful in how to communicate with them and make them feel like they're wanted at work. And then therefore their productivity will increase because that's the end goal as the manager. But it's baby steps. So if you're interested, it was a free um, personality test. We will link it with our um, description. And so that our colleagues can take the test, see where they are. And if you tell me what you think, do you agree? Do you disagree? And how does that work well together? So that's my little topic today for the meeting. Oh, I have to read mine again. Like it just all just hit me over the head so hard. It was so true. It's like you take all these. I have taken so many of these tests, so many of them. And Sometimes I'm like, ah, I kind of see myself more than I don't, but something about it just seems off. And this one just is really just bobbing with me. I like the language it used. It was a nice one. I'm glad. So, Erica, uh, I'm going to switch it up, switch the order up. Okay. So, Erica, um, what in the hell done happened? Yeah. Okay. So, one thing that this personality test talked about and really just. You know how you have thoughts that you don't know how to articulate? It really articulated some things that have become very true for me is that I really, when things happen to me, I really think about them. I think about how they fit in my life, when they happen, what I was supposed to learn from it. Like I really process through a lot of that stuff and grow from it, which is also very true of what I want for everyone around me. And that's the kind of person they said I was. It was affirming. Yes, so much. It was inspiring because I went to the emergency room. Now, why I went to the emergency room is not important. Just know that I am okay. But my experience was so much, it was way different than I thought it would be because I had never been to the emergency room ever in my life. And so... When I went, I was thinking about what I would see on TV. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be, I'm going to be in there all day. I'm never going to get to get seen. It's going to be a big old bill. And so I was very scared. 
But I ended up having the smoothest experience ever. My results came back quickly. Everything moved quick. People were so nice. I met like 15 people in four hours. It was like such a smooth experience. And I really felt better after that. But the one downside I would say about going to the emergency room, because when you go there, they're focusing on that one thing and they're not looking for anything else to be wrong with you. It made me so like, now I'm nervous. There's something else wrong with me that they saw that they just wouldn't worry about at the time. If that makes sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it kind of has made me a little paranoid. And I don't know if anybody's ever had that experience. But it was a really uh, interesting experience for me. The last when I went. I think it was about. I was in the emergency room on Thursday. Was it Thursday, Jess? Yeah, it was Thursday. It was Thursday. Last Thursday. So, yeah. I just really want to share that. And it has really just changed my life. Well, I'm glad that you're yes, okay. Amen. Praise Jehovah. And that you look and that you had an eye opening experience and it was a good experience because you went to the ER by yourself, right? I did. Yeah. That's a challenge sometimes. Like you were already not feeling well and you having to navigate an ER. And it was under construction, child. Oh, no. Wait a minute. The ER was under construction and you was in there? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I I would generally be nervous about it, but I guess they say if you ain't, you know, you ain't growing, if you ain't, uh, shit, I done messed up the quote. <laughs> that is not it. <laughs> but you know what I, <laughs> I know. I don't know what you trying to say, but that, whatever. <laughs> what I would like to say, forget the quote, but it, you know, it says something along the lines of when there is construction, it represents growth. Amen. And so that yeah. means that the growth of that hospital is happening or whatever and so that must mean a lot of people going right okay they got funding so and that that bill about to be high as fuck too but i mean that's something else but that'll be a what in the hell happened in 45 days <laughs> after the insurance company process oh yo i don't even want to talk about it oh don't even don't even go there right now i want to stay in a happy place of enlightenment okay well Shaq, do you want to talk about this uh well, you done found Bay now. Go ahead, because I want to hear. That ain't what I want to talk about right now. <laughs> oh. We've been oh, waiting. God. Because when you initially told me, Jasmine, that we were going to be talking about, um, you know I'm lying. You didn't tell me this. But when I when I saw the title for your one-on-one, you know, because I'm good for piggybacking off of a good one-on-one. When I saw the <laughs> title for it, it said How to Be a Boss, I was that got me to thinking. And then I was thinking about how uh, Erica and I'm pretty sure many of our other colleagues are finding themselves in job searches. And then those two things mixed together combined with something that I saw on Twitter. I said, Lord, you didn't put this on my heart to speak about. So let me talk about something real quick. Today at work, I was working on a project with someone and we were just talking about how like in general, how like people mesh and in organizations, how like managers, supervisors, whatever you want to call them, mesh. And she said something that I, that I found really profound. And it was that generally speaking, when people are not happy with their jobs and different things like that, a lot of times it has nothing to do with 
what they're doing. It has nothing to do with their passions. It's a lot of times about the level of autonomy that is afforded to them as opposed to what they would like. And so she was saying like, okay, you know, you are a person who, you know, wants low autonomy, meaning you want a lot of instruction and you in a position that's afforded high autonomy, then you probably sit there like, damn, what do I need to do? Because I don't know my next step. And then on the opposite side of that, if you're a person who like, okay, you just tell me what needs to be done and when it needs to get done, let me get there. That's somebody like high autonomy, but then you in a low autonomy position where like you're going to feel like you micromanage and all those types of things. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I never really thought about that because so often I you think about like what you're doing. And I think about like my job and it's like, oh, is it that I'm doing exactly what I want to do. Well, hell, we ain't going to ever find a job that give us 100% exactly what we want to do. So it comes to the other stuff that we have to, that builds our experience. And autonomy was one of the things we talked about. And I was like, oh, so in job searching, that's one of the things that you should be asking is like, what is the level of autonomy like? And what am I going to be afforded? And how do, and then you have to think about like, how does that work with my style? So that was just some stuff that I saw. And then I shared on Twitter. But there's um so at Jada Carson XO, um, one of our colleagues. So she tweeted over time. I've come to love questions. Do you have any questions for me after an interview? So she likes when people ask her that in an interview. And she was like, here's a list of my favorite questions to ask that have led to me getting the job. Now, she had a lot of tweets. I ain't going to read them all. But a couple of them spoke out to me. Can I share them? Yes, I'm typing them. Go ahead, friend. You was going to do that anyway. Yes. Um. So obviously you get the, what does a typical day look like? So that was a good one. But one of the ones that I really, that spoke to me was when she said, um, I have the job description right in front of me. Which of these responsibilities is your immediate priority? Ooh. And I was like, you know what? That is a good question because you know, how, I mean, I'd have been on the opposite side when you just put shit on the job description and you like, okay, we got to put this because they might be doing this. <laughs> But what that does is become misleading to the people that's applying for a job. Mm -hmm. And so that's a good question for people to ask because it's like, I really want to know what are the things that I need to be doing right now? What am I going to be in charge of? Um, So that one's really good. Then she, this one is a good one too, because it speaks their language. You will understand when I say the question, but it says, what are the key characteristics you think a person needs to be a great cultural fit at your company? And I'm like, yes. Because it speaks. What are the key characteristics you think a person needs to be a great cultural fit at your company or in your office or whatever the case may be? And I was like, wow, that like that that really made me think because you you hear so many times people be like, oh, they weren't a good fit. But if you reframe that, ask that question, then bam, you gonna know, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's on our um, Twitter if you are interested. Check out at Books to Bills on Twitter because I have shared it there, too. So you can see that list of questions. Um, but most importantly, shout out to at Jade Carson XO for really helping us out with that. I found those beneficial. Okay. That's like amazing. You're not going to talk about nothing else? <laughs> <laughs> Jasmine, let me tell y'all this. Jasmine's so nosy, but she professionally nosy. She makes sure every time to bring up Bay Search, even when I don't even want to talk about it. So I tricked her ass today. I ain't got no Bay, but I just wanted to throw it that way because I knew she was going to want to get to the end and see what the end was going to be. I t- no, I've been doing good. Friend, though. Let, friend, I need you to support me right now, okay? Friend, I haven't been searching for no boo. I, I just haven't been seeking companionship because I have been spending some time on me. And a couple 
months. I want to tell y'all what all that meant to me when I was saying spending some time on me. But no, I really am spending time on me. I've been having some conversations with some of my friends, coworkers, and different people, just kind of talking about the difference of lust and love and how so much of what we define as love was based off of initial lust. Because I was talking to my friend about marriage and I'm thinking like, okay, how is it that we put so much power into marriage when a lot of times we have found these people based off a of surface level things? You know what I mean? And so I know that over time, you know, everything looks different for everybody. But over time, you start to form relationships. Then you get to know each other. And I understand that. But just for me, I ain't as a person who ain't been in a long enough relationship. Hell, the only thing I'm getting to is that lust level. And so that's what I've been thinking critically about. That's a real mature thought right mm-hmm. there. That is. It really is. That's funny. Like, I feel the exact same way. And I had this guy ask me, he was like, what do you want right now? I was like, I don't know, honestly. You know, I mean, I really don't. Should I want three kids in a chariot? Motherfucker, but you ain't gonna give me that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And it's like, I don't know, just the different interactions you have with people make you start to think, like, what do you want, like, from these situations? And so I definitely feel where you're coming from and talking about spending time with yourself, taking time on yourself, and trying to figure out what it is that you want and the difference between what that looks like today and tomorrow. And forevermore. Right. Hence now and forevermore. Ooh. All right, well, um... I guess Perfect Patty going to wrap up the show with her segment. Yep. This is Perfect Patty's show. Just like Jasmine be asking me about base search, I'm looking for Nurse J. Right, Jasmine. Actually, okay, so I had two or three people ask me about how often they should be going to the dentist. <laughs> what? <laughs> Every six months. Oh, Jack, what do you say? A shit as often as you need it. How often do you go, Shakira? Uh, so I have a standing appointment every six months, but it depends because sometimes I'll go like, like right now I got to, uh, I got to, well, should I got to call my dentist because I need to make an appointment because I have a cavity. Well, it's not a cavity. It's a, mm-hmm. what'd she say? A pre-cavity or something like that. Basically, it's going to turn into a cavity. They just trying to get my money, but I'm going to let them because I like having good teeth. <laughs> so when you, when you go every six months, like, are you seeing the dentist? He said, his teeth. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, every every time. Honestly, I done been way more frequently than every six months the past few years. So let me just say, but I do have a standing appointment for six months. But every time I go, they tell me something else up. So. Okay, Erica. You know, I went, let me tell you, I went from my freshman year in college all the way to graduating grad school, and I didn't go to the dentist a, a single time. People used to always tell me, your teeth look so good, and I'd be thinking, well, it's by the grace of God, because I ain't been to the dentist, the dentist ain't looked at me, like, <laughs> so I'm really thankful. No, I get it, it's just so funny. But what was your answer, Jasmine? Excuse me, Nurse J. <laughs> <clears throat> You should go to the dentist every six months. That's fine. However, you should also be seeing a dental hygienist. Hygienist? Yeah, there we go. Dental hygienist. Oh, she had got proper. A hygienist. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make sure I said it right. But I go to mine every every three months. Does insurance cover that? They sure do, honey. Okay, I got to start putting that to the test. So, actually, the colleague that I spoke to, 
um, she didn't know that and ended up it is covered. So she had not been utilizing the service. You can go to the dentist every three months and get your teeth cleaned. I get my teeth clean. They, she like buff them a little down. She, you know, do all that kind of stuff. So they stay white. And then once a year or, or every six months, the dentist will also come in to just check my my teeth in general. Um, but I feel like you need to realize that some doctor's office, they have like dental hygienists in-house. And then sometimes they don't belong to a certain company. They're not in a certain office. So, you know, you just got to be strategic about who you go to. And it's like picking a hairdresser. Mm. Okay. So like, Mine literally asked me, like, what's your end goal? Are you worried about, like, the spacing of your teeth? Um, why Is whiteness important to you? You know, do you have um, bad breath? You know, she's asking all these questions to know, okay, this is what Jasmine's really focused on, just like your hairdresser. They should be asking you, you know, working on the condition of your hair. Do you want to stay natural? You want to perm? You want to get locks? You know, all this type of stuff, like, so that it's literally a part of your self-care regimen. And it's actually a something that you need every day. So you should keep the maintenance up on it. Mm. Anyway, that was my um, ask nurse Jay. Any questions, Shakira? I ain't got no question, but I do want to I want to caution the colleagues. This is our <laughs> hashtag ad. You know how they be on social media when they about to say something that they ain't really gonna back up. <laughs> they put hashtag ad by it. This is an ad. Now y'all can listen to Nurse Jay if you want to. And only accept Nurse Jay is your doctor. And you're gonna fuck around and be sick. <laughs> because don't they got to go see somebody too? No, I ain't saying what you're saying is wrong. What I'm saying is they got to see somebody, right, Jasmine? Oh, yeah. Look, you thought, look, the, the way you looked at me first, you thought I was suggesting that you be lying. No. <laughs> yeah, that's why. No, like, she tell me she is a, insert all of her credentials here, <laughs> but she is trained. She knows what she's talking about, but I just want y'all to know that man can't live off of Books to Bills podcast alone. <laughs> So, so y'all better get into the dentist every three months and into the doctor too. Okay, I don't replace your uh, primary care provider. Amen, amen. My, I got a question, Jasmine, mm-hmm. but I, it's too complex to ask. So I'm gonna ask you today, but I want you to follow up with me some questions, and then we're gonna talk about it next week. But I have been having a little chest pain, friend. Friend, we talked about this. This ain't no little issue. <laughs> <laughs> I got chest pain. Like, <laughs> do we need to go to the ER? Forget the <laughs> The way Jasmine just looked at me, like, wait a minute. We can't just do it like uh, no. This. So I, I practice what I preach. I scheduled a doctor's appointment for it because it wasn't anything. It was it was on my right side. So I was like, okay, hey, my left side. I might got a few more days left. Um, and then it kind of stopped. So I do think it was gas because I haven't had the pain, but I still have the doctor's appointment. So I'm still going to go to the doctor. Okay. Amen. And can I put a thing in here though, too? I learned, I also had chest pain and I, when I went to the, uh, doctor, well, I went to urgent care first, hoping that they could help me and hoping that they could help me so I can, so I didn't have to go to the emergency room. And actually, before I even went to um, urgent care, I tried to get online, go online and make an appointment. And when it, it asked me what the symptoms were and I put chest pains and wheezing. And when it got to the end and I said, book it, it was like, alert, alert. We don't let people with your symptoms make an appointment. You need to go to the emergency room. 
And I was just like, what the hell? Like, just let me make the appointment. Like, I'm trying to stop here first just to see <laughs> and then go. And so. And see, all that stopping here first, going to have you stopping <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> right. Okay. But by the time you make the appointment, you're you going to be gone. Right. And so I learned that because by the time I got to the urgent care and. The doctor saw me, which was also the same doctor I saw once before when I was urgent care, who actually remembered me and referenced the past and asked me how I was doing. It was a very nice visit. And he was like, you know, if you were my daughter, I would go to the emergency room. He was like, you're passing air fine, but I, I will go to the emergency room. And when I left from behind there, the lady at the um, desk was like, why are you looking so down? And I was like, I don't want to go to the emergency room. It's going to cost me so much money. And so she was like, as a woman, you cannot play about your chest hurting because you could be having a heart attack and you don't know it. Like your jaw could be hurting or you could have a pain in your back because unlike women, it's just not situated at your heart. And so I didn't know that. And so once they told me, I was like, okay, let me stop playing because I really don't know what it is. It turned out not to be anything serious with my lungs or my heart, thankfully, but I guess it took this kind of experience for me to learn, like, if I do experience something like that, you can't play about those shit pains. So, right. Can we get ratchet real quick? You can't. No, nah, we can definitely get ratchet. But that was, I just, I want to have a books to bills learning moment. What the hell going on with Meg the Stallion, her contract and her label and them? Do y'all know or y'all ain't in that loop? I'm not in that loop. So somebody looped me in. I, I don't know. Jasmine, you in it? Um, I don't know the particulars of the situation, but um, she's assigned to a label in Houston. And allegedly she was doing some work for Rock Nation and she noticed something in her contract and was like, hold up. I need to go back and negotiate my contract in Houston. And so she did. And now they feud. Mm, OK, I'm going to have to do a little bit more homework on that because I see it's on Twitter tonight. It's, I've been seeing it, but it's coming more and more. Um, prevalent mm. on my timeline, so I think I need to acquaint myself with that. Oh, yeah. You might have to give us a little update, Shaq, on uh, our social so that we know. Teach me, okay? Teach me. I'm um TV. Y'all, yeah, those are the things y'all looking at. I'm waiting for Stranger Things to come on. Season yes. four? Is it three, four? Yes. Four? I want to say four. Ooh, don't get me to lie. The next season. No, season three. Season three? three? I don't know, whichever one. I'm waiting for that, y'all. And people who watch that know why we waiting. And I'm also waiting for American Horror Story Season 10. That's what be on my Google cards. I'm waiting for those two things. So, shout out to my TV people. Okay. I've been watching uh, The Morning Show on Apple TV. I do not have an Apple TV. Can you watch Apple TV on other TVs? You can watch it on your phone. You can watch it on Roku. Now, friend. It's an app. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't know because I don't have one, but it's an app. But the show is really good. You should watch it. I didn't want to forget, though, that our colleague Justin Grimes is his last yeah. name. Yeah. Yeah. That's my profile. Yeah. Justin Grimes. Yeah. Okay. So Justin posted that he just got finished uh, reading Ta-Nehisi Coates' The Water Dancer. And it made me so happy because it I love that book. And he said it was a pleasant shift in my reading. So we kind of, you know, exchanged some dialogue about what he's reading next. And I looked into it. It's a little education heavy. So I might have to pass that. <laughs> but, you know, it looked like a good read. 
It looked like a really good read. So I just want to shout him out that, you know, we got colleagues out here besides Perfect Patty that's reading. <laughs> and if you read something interesting and want to recommend it, like send it to us so that um, we can mention it to the other colleagues on the show. Please, I am please. actually reading Little Fires Everywhere and it's going to be a movie soon. Why do I, what's old girl from Scandal? Olivia Pope. Yeah. Oh, um, Carrie Washington. Uh, Washington. Carrie Washington. Yeah, so she's going to be in the movie. Okay, I like her. So we're reading that and um, ready for the movie to come out. So, yeah, that's all for me over here. Shaq, go ahead and close this out, please. I sure can do that. Well, if y'all would like to uh, connect with us, I feel like I'm at church. You know what I mean? Connect with us. Y'all know what to do. You know, Mm -hmm. hit us up on Facebook and Instagram at Books to Bills Podcast on Twitter at Books to Bills. And if you want to send us an email, email us at from Books to Bills Podcast at gmail.com. Work it out. Work it got out. a light bill due. And Work you got out. a gas bill due. <laughs>